What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft Driver and Gig Economy News. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideShareRodeo.com, WithPara.com. I'm your host, SJ. Let's get it on. So this week we were supposed to have Morad on the show from On the Ground in London and uh, give us an update on the things that are going on uh, with rideshare in London right now and uh, are they being enforced. Um, just some perspective from the ground. Uh, looks like that will be pushed to next week. And uh, this week I am just going to run through a little bit of news. Um and uh, probably cut it short because I've, I've actually went and had some tooth work done. And uh, for some reason, I don't know if something popped out or what, but I'm, I'm just having a real time with my tooth here. <laughs> so bear with me today. And, uh, and uh, yeah. The, so I guess let's start with this, uh, with this story about the um, DC Uber Eats uh, driver that was carjacked. And, uh, yeah, and, and let's, let's give it a quick lesson and flip on the other side. During a botched carjacking in the district, a prayer service was held for 66-year-old Muhammad Anwar at his mosque. His funeral was Friday. He was killed while making a delivery for Uber Eats, and his death has received worldwide attention after police say two teenage girls stole his car and crashed it near Nats Park on Tuesday. Our Lindsay Watts has been following this. She's live where it happened tonight. And Lindsay, you have some new details about the case. Lauren, first I have to say there has been an outpouring of support for the Anwar family. A GoFundMe has raised over $600,000 in just four days. There has been a huge amount of attention and outrage about what happened right here. And that's partially because of a video of the carjacking that went viral this weekend. We're going to show you some of that, but I do want to warn you, it is incredibly disturbing. This video has been viewed millions of times on Twitter alone. You see Mohammed Anwar next to his car. The teen girls are inside. He says, this is my car. And the driver hits the gas as Anwar clings to the door. And then... She's still in their car. He's still in the car. Yeah, call the cops. Call the cops. The horrifying sound of the crash. The man filming runs there. You see members of the National Guard helping the girls from the car. Anwar is alone on the sidewalk after he was thrown from the vehicle. You can hear one of the girls saying, my phone's in there, as she tries to go back to the car. DC police tell us they are aware of this video. Our victim in this case, you know, he has a loving family that are missing him dearly. And then on the, on the other side of this, we have uh, two uh, young people that are facing very similar, uh, very serious charges. And they're not even old enough to drive. D.C. Commander Ramey Kyle leads the Criminal Investigations Division. The teens in this case are 13 and 15 years old. We, we also know that uh, at least one of them had participated in something very similar back in January where they were arrested for that as well. So um, there, it does seem like there is a, a pattern here. Police sources tell Fox 5 it wasn't just one case, but several carjackings and robberies. We're working to learn additional details about that 
And what typically happens to juvenile offenders in these cases? The suspects are now charged with felony murder and armed carjacking. Police say they had a taser. We found out this year in the district, carjackings have surged 350% over last year. And last year, there was a spike of nearly 150% over the year before. This current carjacking and you know robbery uptick, we can definitely say that many of those crimes are being committed by juveniles. Back live now, you can see the flowers that people have left behind for Anwar. Family says he immigrated from Pakistan, and Uber Eats confirms he was in the middle of making a delivery. He was working when this happened. Family still is not speaking publicly, but they did have this to say about the support they have received. They say, although money won't fill the gaping hole that his death has left in our family, it will help remove some of the stress and worry of daily living while we grieve and heal. We cannot thank you enough. We are overwhelmed by the kindness and support that everyone has shown. Family says they miss him dearly. So it seems uh, the it's a continuation of this uh, drivers being carjacked, Uber Eats being carjacked, um, killed. I know in Chicago alone we've been dealing with a ton of this. Um, I've, we've been seeing it all over the news, and as normal, when it's a driver, it gets polished back pretty quick. And, uh, you know, when it's a passenger, we hear about it, we hear about it, we hear about it. This one is making national news probably because we have two underage girls who committed this felony uh, murder and armed car- carjacking. Um, nonetheless, though, it's, you know, it's just a continuation of things that... Uh, seem like during the pandemic really actually have gotten worse, you know, even as the ride share, even as ride share bounces back, um, there aren't as many drivers out there and we're hearing about more and more, uh, fatalities and attacks on drivers when there aren't as many riders or as, as much business in general going to the ride share industry. Um, so I don't know, concerning and, uh, and sad. And then another piece of news that I wanted to uh, just make sure that everybody had heard was: uh, Have you has ever has anybody heard of um, the driver ID software not going right? And when it doesn't, now I've had it hit snags before with me even, but um, right now I guess every people are being fired or taken off the Uber platform if their facial recognition isn't matching up, which is crazy because um, that's been an issue uh, and kind of a joke of the technology anyway. I mean, we were able to put duct tape over our mouths to show that we were wearing a mask. So, I mean, the facial recognition not working correctly on people who are who they say they are is is just nuts to me. And the fact that uh, now... They're being fired as well. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's see what's going on with that. Drivers in the UK. These are the faces of a few of them. Each face is unique, and thanks to modern technology, each face is now a password that Uber can use to authenticate drivers and ensure its rides are safe. We come to work every day to pilot, test, and launch new technology solutions. Real-time ID check is the latest technology example. 
In recent years, Uber has had problems with drivers faking their identities. Real-time ID check is the company's response. The Uber app regularly asks drivers to submit a selfie before logging on. The driver can choose whether the selfie is verified by a human or facial identification software, which compares it to a photograph on Uber's database. The problem is the software sometimes makes mistakes. Imran Raja says he was fired by Uber after the verification software failed to recognise his face. It left him and his family without his income for three months. Without any knowledge, they revoked my licence and second month I'm going to go on the street with my family because I haven't money for the pay, the rent and the car also. So they broke my everything, they broke my future. On the 2nd of October, Uber informed Imran it had been unable to verify his identity for a second time and it decided to terminate the partnership. Imran insisted an error had been made, but Uber reported his dismissal to Transport for London. On the 21st of October, TfL wrote to Imran and told him it no longer considered him fit and proper to be a taxi driver and revoked his private hire licence with immediate effect. A month after firing him, Uber told Imran it had finished its review of his case and would not be taking any further action. Imran could re-access his account, but couldn't work because he'd lost his licence. It took TfL another two months to reinstate it. Has Uber said sorry? They, they told me nothing. Has it offered you compensation? Never. Imran isn't alone. Abdul Qadir Ali told us he too was dismissed by Uber after failing the real-time ID check in December. Uber says his account was deactivated because he submitted a photo of a photo in violation of company policy. Once again, TfL revoked his licence and he is now registered for Universal Credit. The first idea is a good idea, what they've done, but I mean the system made mistake. I lost my job and I lost my licence. The Face API technology that Uber uses for its real-time ID checks was developed by Microsoft. Two years ago, in an interview with ITV News, the president of Microsoft said facial recognition technology has great potential, but also serious limitations. One of the current challenges with it in its current state of development is that it doesn't work as well for women as for men. It doesn't work as well for people of color. It's more likely to find an error. It's more likely to find a mismatch. It's more likely to fail in identifying you. It's more likely to identify you as somebody who you're not. I mean, the psychological effect of being accused of fraud is devastating. Many of Uber's drivers are from minority ethnic groups. This union says seven members have been fired after Uber's identification software failed to recognize them. It plans to take legal action against the company. The issue is how the technology is applied and how it's governed. While we have a workforce here who is being discriminated against, being denied their rights, the protections are simply not there and Uber is not in a position to govern it properly and apparently neither is Transport for London. I say to Microsoft, suspend the use of it. The beautiful thing is they can recognize these changes and ask the driver to remove their sunglasses or retake the photo. Microsoft wouldn't tell us if it has any concerns about the way Uber is deploying its technology. A spokesperson said that Microsoft is committed to testing and improving Face API, paying special attention to fairness and its accuracy across demographic groups, and that Microsoft provides customers with detailed guidance to help them assess fairness in their system. Uber wouldn't tell us how many times its real-time ID checks had failed to identify drivers since it was introduced last April. In a statement, it did apologise to Imran for his experience, but insists the mistake was down to human error.
In the statement, Uber said, no tech or process is perfect and there is always room for improvement. But the company ensures there is a minimum of two manual human reviews prior to any decision to remove a driver and that the process is fair and important for the safety of our platform. Facial recognition technology is impressive but imperfect. Those who have developed it are transparent about its capabilities, its limitations and the need to understand both if a system is to be fit for purpose. John Hills, ITV News. So, of course there's issues with facial recognition technology, people. Jeez, I mean, Uber, if we remember back to the start of the pandemic, was going to make uh, drivers and riders. We've talked about this. Um, they were having new technology come out that was going to be able to actually recognize if it was you. It wasn't. It was only seeing if your face was covered. It was like, is there a nose and a mouth? Take one picture. Are the nose and the mouth now covered? Take two pictures. So I know this is Microsoft in the back game running this, but even they don't sound all that sure on where they're at. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um moving forward uh let's let's see about this uh what's in the news right now also the um we are going to have more ad on next week and he will give us some perspective but let's hear about that story a little bit about the UK uh Uber drivers to get minimum wage It was the day Uber's business model came to a sudden stop Drivers celebrating victory over the ride-hailing platform at the UK's top court last month. After judges ruled that Uber must provide workers rights to thousands of drivers. I'm just so delighted, thrilled and relieved um, that this day has arrived and we've got the right judgment. Now, Uber has implemented that ruling, offering to pay minimum wage, holiday pay and pension contributions. Today is an important day. Uh, for all drivers in the UK um, and the reason for that is because from today any driver who earns on the Uber platform and that's over 70,000 drivers in total will be able to be paid for uh, holiday time, they'll be enrolled in a pension um, and they'll be able to earn at least the national living wage as a floor and not a ceiling. Critics however say the benefits are based on time drivers spend paired with a customer not time spent waiting for work, despite this from the court. The judgment also upholds the finding of the Employment Tribunal that for the purposes of the legislation, the claimant's working time was not limited, as Uber had argued, to periods when they were actually driving passengers to their destinations. It also included any period when the driver was logged into the Uber app in the relevant territory. Analysts say the ruling could have huge ramifications for the exploding gig economy. Not just drivers, but cyclists too. Not just the UK, but farther afield as governments wrestle with the distinction between workers and contractors. For now though, Uber could be taking a trip back to court soon over claims its new changes still don't comply with employment law. 
one. Hopefully we will get James Farrar. You just saw him in the report, former Uber driver who brought that legal case uh, on the line in, in just a moment. In the meantime, the EU is also looking at bringing in regulations to support gig economy workers. So could the development in Britain spill over to Europe? Let's bring in our business correspondent, Konrad Busen. Um, Konrad. I'm just telling you that about one in ten people in the EU works in the gig economy. As you know, the EU wants to improve their lives. How significant could this development in the UK be for the EU? It's very significant. You know, I have the total number for you. 24 million Europeans at least are working uh, or work in the gig economy. Uh, for at least three million among them, the income from these jobs is the only source of income. So for them, it's very uh, um, important. And as we just heard, not only for people uh, working for ride-hailing services like Uber, but also food delivery services. In a number of court cases in Europe, for example, in Italy, in Spain, but many more countries, there are um, court cases pending. Uh, judges have been very unwilling to grant the companies any exception from the way how the workers are seen and what kind of privileges they should get or what kind of protection they should get. Um, also, uh, of course, next to the question uh, whether or not a person should be seen as an employee, uh, this other question becomes more and more important. When are gig workers actually at work? When they log into the app or when they drive around passengers and uh, when they drive around uh, food deliveries, for example. This question is going to become more and more crucial, and obviously in the case in the UK, um, uh, Uber wanted to be quick by accepting this compromise uh, before a court would say, hey, you have to grant uh, the people who are working for you payments also when they're waiting in the car, when they're looking for jobs. All right, so there are still questions that uh, certainly within Europe need to be clarified. Uh, Konrad Busen, thank you so much. Uber drivers must be treated as workers rather than self-employed, a decision which means they could be entitled to a minimum wage and holiday pay. The decision marks the end of a five-year legal battle. The case could have implications for many others. With more, here's our transport correspondent, Caroline Davis. Supreme Court unanimously dismisses Uber's appeal. <laughs> Relief after years of fighting. Today, outside the Supreme Court, Yassine and James heard the decision they'd been waiting for, that when driving for Uber, they were workers, not self-employed. I'm delighted, to be honest. Uh, um, it's victory. Uh, and, uh, and I think it sends a strong signal to companies like Uber, these big, massive companies, that, you know, the workers can fight them. They spent millions of pounds to try and defeat workers. I mean, it's reprehensible that they've done this, but I'm just so delighted, thrilled and relieved. Worker status is not the same as an employee, but it means that they had the right to a minimum wage and holiday pay. The ride-hailing app which connects drivers with passengers, Uber has always claimed it's an intermediary, but that was rejected by the Supreme Court. Uber say this judgment only applies to the drivers that first brought the case in 2016, not to every Uber driver in the country, because Uber say they've made changes since then. Some drivers and lawyers would disagree. Today the court set out the reasons why it thought these Uber drivers were workers, which included the fact that Uber set the pay and the contracts without any say from the drivers. How today's verdict will affect today's drivers and other workers will be the subject of future court cases. Other companies in the gig economy may already be working out what this might mean for them.
they're going to have to look at their business model. If they think that they can continue with this self-employed model, um, it's quite clear that the judiciary isn't afraid to intervene into this to find that their self-employed um, individuals are actually workers. The court says that a driver is working from when they log into the app, not just when they have a passenger. Some drivers are worried that if Uber have to pay a minimum wage for those hours, they could cut down on drivers or change the way Uber operates. Samuel has driven for Uber for the last five years and is concerned. It doesn't impress me. The only reason why I'm attracted to um, drive um, on the app is the flexibility. Uber say that they respect the court's decision and will now consult with every active driver across the UK to understand the changes they want to see. Today's case sets a legal precedent that could have huge implications for Uber and for other firms that rely on flexible labour. The company that was once thought of as the big disruptor might now have been disrupted. And that's what I want to have more at on the show next week for, is to talk about precisely that, how drivers are actually feeling about this. Um, we know that they didn't get employee status and they were classified workers and what that all means, but also how the drivers on the ground are feeling about it and uh, how it will affect their business and um, lots of other things. So... Uh, that was just a quick little catch-up on news, you guys. I am having a terrible time with my tooth this week. Um, it's been bothering me through even even just this short little part of a podcast that we did tonight. Um, so get back with us next week, um, and uh, we're going to cut this thing short this week. Get go, go, get over to UberLiftDrivers.com. Check out uh, news that's happened, um, and... Uh, Check back home with us next week, and we will be back on schedule. We'll have Morad on here, which was supposed to be this week, and uh, we'll talk to him from the ground in London. Until then, wish me luck with my face and my tooth. Okay, y'all be well. Peace.